0: You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. I'm just going to say that this is probably the best part of my week. And when I say week, I mean the week that's just gone. I, I love just being able to talk about Jesus. Don't you? I mean, I just, I just love it. What a privilege. Um, this morning, we started off saying, I am here. God, you are here too. So I'm just wondering if you can use your imaginations a little bit and imagine Jesus now sitting in that seat there next to Paul or the seat next to Gemma. Or perhaps if you're at home, the seat just across from you in your lounge. And I'm just wondering what he might want to say to you, to us this morning. If we were having a conversation, a two-way conversation, what would that feel like? What would that look like? What would the details be? I guess it could be a whole load of different things. But today, we're looking at prayer as a conversation and I want to just suggest three things that we could think about. They may be things you're very familiar with. They may be something new. But I want to talk about conversation with God as an exchange. Conversation with God as something has happened over time. And our one-to-one conversations with God not being separate from the whole community. But our one-to-one conversations having an impact on the community so those are the three things that i wanted to talk about this morning so the first thing then conversation results in an exchange rob i'm going to put you on the spot rob is just sat right in front of me here rob this morning for breakfast first of all i had toast wholemeal toast with raspberry jam then about an hour later i had porridge with pumpkin seeds and red and green grapes what did you have Okay, so we've just had a conversation, and we've just exchanged some knowledge. Rob now knows something about me that he didn't know before. I know something about Rob. Ask me at lunchtime what Rob had for breakfast. It's probably gonna be gone from my head, but we've exchanged knowledge. So our conversation with God, our two-way conversation, what are we exchanging? Because it's not always a verbal, rapid, quick response. But when we connect with God through our prayers, what could be some of the things that get exchanged? I wonder if for you, if prayer is a place where emotions get exchanged. We come to God with our disappointments, our worries, our anxieties, our sadness, our anger. And all the stuff that's been building up inside us that's rubbish that actually is hindering us, and we give that to God, and in exchange, He gives us beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, praise instead of despair. So, this is the good news that Jesus announces in Luke 4 I've come that you might have life in all its fullness, I've come. To give you this exchange. Psalm 126, I've come to give you joy instead of tears. Peace that passes all understanding instead of anxiety, it says in Philippians 4. And Lamentations 322 holds it together. Because of God's great love for us, we're not consumed, because his compassion for us never fails. So we come to God and there's this exchange where we give him this stuff that's rubbish and he then gives us this stuff that builds us up and changes us and makes us more emotionally stable. But sometimes that doesn't always happen. Because this is the real world and this is life. And the Bible is full of examples of people who've had to learn to live with their sadness and live with their pain because this is part of being human. And I think that there is something that is more important that gets exchanged when we come to God in prayer. An exchange of our emotions is really good and really important, but what's more important is that our conversation with God leads to a change of perspective. So we come to God and we say, this is what I see, and he says back to us, this is what I see. Ah, An exchange, and we are changed. Two Kings chapter six gives a good example of an an exchange that happens, which is a change of perspective. There's a story about the prophet Elisha, and his servant now Elisha has been going around causing a lot of problems in the enemy's camp and the enemy the Arameans at this time saying right we've got to stop this guy in his track and I was thinking about this and I would just love it if we get to that you know that judgment seat in heaven and and Jesus says to me Gainer I loved it you just stop the enemy in his tracks I think that's a great record so there's nothing wrong in what Elisha's doing but the Aramains are really annoyed with him so they've come up with a plan we're going to capture him we're going to shut him down so they find out where he's staying and in the night they go and they surround the town with this massive army Elisha's servant gets up in the morning goes to put the kettle on make a coffee for Elisha gets outside goes to the well looking up Look at this army that's around. They're after us. Races back to Elisha. Elisha, Elisha, we're in big trouble. The Arameans, they've come after us. And Elisha's looking at him. What? Can't you see? And, yeah, yeah, I can see. I can see the enemy right around us. They're right at our door. He says, no, no, can't you see? And he so, said, no. And Elisha says, come, come. And he puts his arm around the servant's shoulder. And he says, God, open his eyes so he can see. And the servant opens his eyes. And he looks on the hills. And he sees horses and flaming chariots and horses and flaming chariots and horses and flaming chariots. And, and, flaming chariots. and he sees the army of God, bigger, stronger, more powerful, than anything else the Aramaeans could come up with. So they've prayed. And as a result of their prayer, he's got a changed perspective. There's been an exchange. He may still feel nervous about the day because he doesn't know how it's going to pan out. But he's going into it with a different perspective. And Jesus says the same. He says, look, I've come to give you life, life in all its fullness. And part of this is I want you to know that the kingdom of God is near, it's within you. And I want you to live like this, with this kingdom perspective in your life. I want you to come to me and say, this is what I see, and I want to show you what I see. We go to God and say, look, this is what I see when I look at this situation, and God says, but this is what I see. We come to God and say, look, this is what I see when I see my future. And God says, but this is what I see when I see your future. And so we have God's vision, God's perspective, the kingdom view on life. And this is an exchange. Okay. Conversation with God is an exchange, but conversation with God happens over time. I'm going to give you a little story now. Claire was talking about asking God questions and then just noting them down in your journal. So I've got my journal here, okay, and this is a question that I asked God in September the 12th. 2012, okay, um, I knew I was at a point of transition, I was in a job, God told me I would only be there for three years, this is my third year, what was I gonna be doing next? Reading Psalm one, and in Psalm one it says, blesses the woman who reflects on the word, who does this, who does that, she's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in season. So I said to God, God, where do you wanna plant me next? October the 7th. I'm in church. I have a picture of my local school. Now, that's really interesting because at the time, none of my children were there. I had this picture of my school. Okay, fine. That was in the worship. Put it on the back burner. The person gets up to speak and speaks on Psalm 1. Oh, I need to pay attention here because I was asking God something about Psalm 1 last month. And in the course of this talk, this person said, some of you here are teachers. Is it time to go back to school? So I then started asking God, God, do you want to plant me in my local school? I asked God that question, and this conversation went on for about six years. Conversations with God take time. And over that six years, God was working on me and changing me and showing me stuff. One of the things God showed me was the need to pray for rains. The situation that I was going to was really dry and thirsty and I needed to pray for God's rain to come. Six years later, I found myself knocking on the door of the school applying for a job. A week before the interview, my friend Monica sent me a verse. Gainer, I think this verse is for you. Jeremiah 32, verse 41. I will assuredly plant you in this land. I'd ask God, Do you want to plant me here? Somebody's saying a week before my interview, I want to plant you here. You start the job, I got it, I've done it. It's not easy, it's really hard. A week ago, I was struggling. I was writing an email. I needed to sort some stuff out. I was praying, God, is this right? What's going wrong? I've started this job. I thought it was the right thing. I thought you wanted to plant me here. But look at where I am now. Is this the right thing? Do you want to plant me here? I'm starting to write an email. My phone goes, it's my friend Emma. Not knowing anything about me and my situation. Gainer, I want to give you a verse. Jeremiah, 31 verse 42, I think God's wanting to plant you somewhere. God is saying, he's planted you there. And also, there's a song for you. And the first opening verses of the songs were, the words were, the long-awaited rains have fallen on this dry and thirsty ground. And that's my story. You will have your own stories. It happens over time, doesn't it? Sometimes it takes time for us to have a conversation with God. Don't give up. God doesn't give up on us. Lastly, conversation is not just about us and our one-to-one conversations with God. If we are people who are exchanging our emotions when we pray, if we are people who are getting our perspectives continually changed and being reminded of what kingdom perspective is, then we are changed. And that means when we come into a gathering like this, We bring in something that is good and wholesome because we're in a good place with God. But also, if we are able to share our one to one conversations with God, I think something happens when we do that. Something that's really important that is just still a mystery. I've got here something that I've been holding on to. For a few years, and as I'm looking out at who's here this morning, I think that some of you were here in a service that I led in January 2018. And for those of you who are at home, some of you might have been here, but if you didn't know, what we were talking about was prayer, and we were saying nothing was impossible with God and we needed to ask God for the impossible. And then what we did is we got paper from the front and people wrote their prayers, their conversations, things that were really big. And I've taken those, this is in January 2018, and I've held on to them and every now and then I've just taken them And I've just been quiet and I've just held them, just held them up. These are our one to one prayers, but we did it corporately. This is the prayer that Paul and I wrote, we wrote it separately. I'm going to get you out mine and read you mine. Father God, please use me and work through me to bring restoration to, and I name somebody. As I partner with the work of your Spirit, bring a new peace and joy into our lives. And I pray for a new home for John and Lee, a house that is beyond their expectations. Nothing is impossible for God, and he can change all situations. Amen. So that was my one-to-one prayer. But because Paul and I had shared about this situation, and because John and Lee had shared about the situation, I wonder how many of these prayers also were praying about those situations. I know that John and Lee didn't get their new house without a whole load of people from this community and beyond praying for them. So our one-to-one conversations, when we share them, it releases something, and I I just don't get it, but it's really good to share our lives. We meet in our micro-hub, and we want to share our lives, our ups, and our downs there's something that's so important about meeting together but it's not just about us trying to get prayer answered more effectively and more quickly it is about our contribution to the ongoing work of God here in John 21 there's a one-to-one conversation that happens between Peter and Jesus Peter has betrayed Jesus three times, and this is the, the conversation in which Peter gets restored and renewed. But as a result of that, as a result of that one-to-one conversation, Peter is changed, and it has a huge impact on the early church. You just read in Acts his like significant moments when he was speaking out because of that one-to-one. So our one-to-one conversations will affect Oasis Bath. Our one-to-one conversations with God will affect the church in Bath. It will make the church more hopeful, more joyful. It will remind the church it's really good to dream big and hold on to our dreams. Our conversations with God are really important. When I came to think about what I was going to say this week, because there's so much you could say about prayer and conversation with God, the very first thing that came into my head was the little phrase, let me love you, let me love you. And it wasn't just a phrase out of thin air, it was the words of a song Let me love you. And the words that go before that are, don't give up. I won't give up. Let me love you. You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org.